Welcome to the Make Money Behave podcast, where we talk about your money, your circumstances, and the small changes in your behavior that will have a big impact on both. My name is Maria Casillas, and I am honored to be your host. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Make Money Behave podcast, where I do my best to make learning about money a little bit more fun and a lot less intimidating. My name is Maria Casillas, and I am so glad you decided to join me today. I know it's been about a week since I've actually been on and sent out a podcast episode, and uh, that's not actually how I want to roll. I want to be able to do this at least three times a week, but this just happened to be spring break, and I have three little ones who have been home all week, and you know, while I absolutely love spending time with them, it makes it a little bit difficult to carve out 10 minutes of just plain quiet time where I can actually spend this time with you. So today I found someone who wanted to have a play date with my littlest one. And my older ones are actually in their rooms doing homework. So I am just seizing the moment and jumping on here today to chat with you a little bit. I've been watching the downloads come in and I'm so excited about that. I'm excited to announce that we are now an international podcast. So that's really exciting as well. Um, the word is finally getting out there. And I have to say thank you to those of you who have gone onto iTunes. You've left reviews. You've left star ratings. Uh, it just, it really helps to bump the show up and let people know that I'm around here and helps to get that message out there. So thank you. Thank you to those of you who have done that already. If you haven't done that yet, but you're wanting to, please take a minute to do that for me sometime today. That would be absolutely awesome. I'm starting to hear from people that they really enjoy this message and I could use all the help possible in getting it out there. Also, if you have a question or a comment or a suggested topic you'd like to have me talk about, please do send that to me. My email address is maria at cashinonchange.com and I do read each of those emails and I respond personally to each and every one of them. You can also connect with me on Facebook. I have a business page called Cash In On Change, and I run a group called Make My Money Behave. It's a private group, so everything that you post will remain only in that group. It's not shareable outside of the group. And it's just a really great group of people who are like-minded and inquisitive and willing to not just ask questions, but give you their support and input as well. So I encourage you to ask to join that if you have not already. And again, that group is called Make My Money Behave. The reason I bring up Facebook is because a listener recently reached out to me there to let me know that one of the things that she struggles with is the idea of the emergency fund. And it's not the concept of having an emergency fund. Rather, this person has a really hard time touching the emergency fund if it's for something that's relatively small. And trust me, I get that. There are times when you have worked so hard to build up an emergency fund that you don't want to touch the emergency fund even for emergencies. So I understand the struggle with, you know, what what happens if something went wrong or unplanned because the truth is, guys, something will always go not as planned. It's just the way life is, right? But sometimes we get caught up in the all or nothing thinking of if I can't get this exactly right, then I might as well throw in the towel altogether. And that's just not sustainable when it comes to the way that we handle our money. Instead, we need to give ourselves a little bit of grace and we need to set ourselves up for success. So I just want to talk to you a little bit about a few of the things that I do in order to make sure that that happens for me, not just in the emergency fund, but in another way as well. So I like to have what I call a buffer zone. As you may or may not know, part of the way that we were able to climb our way out of the massive amount of debt that we were in was to assign a name to every single dollar that we had coming in at the time. 
and I know that sounds absolutely tedious and it kind of was <laughs> but it was what was working for us and so we just kept doing the thing that was working but here's the thing if you have very little money to play with and we did have very little money to play with at the time and you are trying to assign a name to every single dollar oftentimes people think that that means that you need to let your checking account go down to zero well that whole thing kind of made me nervous and I knew that I didn't want to risk any overdraft fees or you know having return checks or whatever just for a simple math error our behavior was becoming pretty well under control but you just never know with human error if there's gonna be a math mistake and so I wanted to make sure that my account never really went to zero so one of the mind hacks that I used was to actually buffer in about a hundred dollars now some people want to buffer in fifty dollars some people want to do a hundred and some people want to do four hundred whatever your number is whatever makes you comfortable just go with that but just know that we didn't have a lot of money so I didn't want to have a lot more than a hundred dollars tied up just sitting into in an account so here's how the buffer worked I actually used a check account register I know that seems super dinosaurish to many people but I used the register so that I could actually reconcile my account and I basically made a $100 deposit that I never really wrote into the account so what that really meant was that at any given time if my bank account said that I had $1,000 in it, then my register probably said I had $900 in it because I wanted to always have $100 more in the account than what I was showing. That way, if I happened to see that my account went down to $98, for example, I knew that something was wrong in my budgeting, right? Like there, there was something that had happened. I either overspent or I had a math error or my husband withdrew money that I didn't know about or whatever. And so it was just kind of one of those mental cues, if you will, that kept me on track. So I encourage you to do something similar if you are utilizing a zero-based budget idea and you're just starting out and you're really kind of worried about how that's going to really look for you. Now I want to address the concern that was brought to the table by my listener. She says that she really struggles with the idea of the little things that happen in life that aren't I mean, they're technically emergencies, so they're like they're unplanned things that are legit, right? But they're not necessarily things that she really wants to tap into her actual emergency fund for. A couple of the examples that she used was like buying a last minute pizza for dinner or needing to go and grab some extra airborne gummies to help keep the rest of her family well. Some things that maybe she didn't actually plan for at the beginning of the month when she was doing the budget for her specific month. And what I responded to her with was that I like to kind of throw in an oh crap fund. And that fund <laughs> is basically a line item on my cash flow plan that says, this is for the unpredictable things that are going to happen this month. Because I know that even though I'm not sure what those things are, there typically is something that comes up every month that I forgot about. So I like to put in anywhere from about $50 to $100 into that cash flow plan that just kind of sits there. If I work in $50 that month, I'll usually just put that at the very beginning of the month so that I can have it available at any given time. But if I do $100, I'll usually break that up into two different uh, like $50 allocations. Now remember, the purpose of this is to help keep you on track, not to serve as a distraction. And that's going to be really important. You have to know your own behavior. You have to know what is your limit, what's your willingness to actually stick to something. 
there are some people who will work in, you know, this $100 oh crap fund and they'll just spend it because they know it's there and they're excited that it's there. I actually use it a little bit differently. I use it truly as an oh crap fund to fund the things that I forgot about and it basically just sits there all month unless I need to use it. And if I do need to dip into it 10 bucks or 20 bucks here or there, then it's there for me to do that. But if something happens and I don't have some unexpected expense, which is great, or I don't have as many to actually eat up the full 50 to $100, what I do at the end of the month is I take that difference and I actually put it toward whatever goal it is that we're working on at that time. So when we were working to become debt-free, then it would go straight to you know becoming debt-free. Uh, right now, we're working to build up our emergency fund again because we've had a lot of life happen to us and it started to drain. So now we're back at that and having to build that up again. So if I have an extra $30 or $50 or $70 from that oh crap fund, at the end of the month, I basically clear that out and put it right into our savings account. So I just want to make sure I throw that in there for you guys because I know some people who will see that $100 and go, oh, that's just an extra $100 for fund money. And that's really not what I'm suggesting that you use that for. If life doesn't happen to you and you have a little extra and you don't want to throw it at your emergency fund and you want to use that to reward yourself for sticking to the plan, that, then that's great. If that's something that's going to get you motivated and keep you on track, then I say go for it. As you may have figured out by listening to the episodes that I've put out so far, I'm really not an all or nothing coach or there's only one right way to do something. I really believe that your situation is different from the person next to you. So what works for you might be different. In fact, it's most likely going to be different than what works for the person next to them. But I want to throw out the stuff that works for me so that you can kind of take that in and tweak it a little bit to fit your situation. But perhaps you're so overwhelmed with your circumstances that you're having a difficult time really seeing how some of these things can fit into your situation. And to that I say, are we working together yet? That is what I do. That is my jam. I love that. I love helping people take a 50,000 foot view and really looking at all of these things that you can learn online. And, and let's get real, guys. You can you can get any of this stuff for free online, right? Why why invest in yourself? Why invest in a coach to help you with this stuff? And the answer is simple. If you've already tried it on your own and you've tried to piece these things together and you're just not getting the results that you really, really want, if you find it difficult to talk about money with your spouse, if you find yourself spending senseless money on overdraft fees and late fees and credit card interest and a myriad of other things that are keeping you up at night, if you know you're destined for greater things, but you just can't pursue those things because you're stuck in your head about your money, then it may be time to reach out and at least apply to work with me. I'm not willing to work with everybody. You've got to be willing to put some skin in the game and really bring your A game. I'm a firm believer that I cannot work harder than you at making your situation better, but I will work as hard as you, guaranteed. If you're interested in learning more about what I can do to help you, just send me a quick email and I'd be happy to answer some of your questions. Thanks again for tuning in today and have a fantastic weekend. Bye-bye.